WrestlePlug 444 Life. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hashtag get plugged in. The refreshing, empowering moment that we have all wanted from WWE. It's like ordering a, a medium pizza and then turning up with an extra large and a bottle of Coke. You absolute moldy cheese fucking baby bell dairy lead dunker shit. What happens is these fucking people live in this fantasy land. Everyone got their shit in. Everyone got each other over. Everyone looked good and made the industry look great. People need to fucking back the fuck off, Ronda Rousey. New to oh. wrestling talent. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, especially if you're watching the Barbwire Massacre, in which case you better be over 18. Um, welcome back to the Wrestle Plug. It's uh, quite late by our standards, but I do apologise. Well, I don't apologise. Fuck it. We've been busy. It's been a heavy weekend, but we're here to discuss Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill. I am Aaron Nix, and joining me to discuss Hard to Kill is Jeremy Miller. Welcome back, Jeremy. Hey. Hi. Hey. Oh. Uh, yeah, so pre-show, um, Josh Alexander couldn't even make the main card, even though he's one of the best wrestlers in the world, and he had to wrestle some undercard jobber from WWE called Brian. Yeah, nice one. Kurt Hawkins goes over Josh Alexander. I don't know who put that decision, but I'm glad I didn't watch the pre-show because it would have well, soured my apparently if when I re- what I read was uh, Myers grabbed... Alexander's headgear and pulled it over his eyes and rolled him up. Fuck's sake. I mean, this is a geezer who's been in a war with Hornswoggle. I'm not taking you seriously. You know, and he always gets butt hurt on Twitter as well. So he's got something to say about how people don't do things the right way, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, shut up, mate. Nobody cares. You miserable old prick. Honestly, yeah. fucking annoying me. Anyway, moving on to the show proper. Let's try and be a bit more positive about it. We start off with intergender nonsense decay crazy Stephen rosemary go over to neil dashwood and caleb with a k not with a c i assume it still stands for cunt um, <laughs> there you go i'm in a shit mood it's my birthday which means i'm in an even worse mood so um, <laughs> it is what it is um, <laughs> a nice little match actually but once again to neil dashwood like jesus woman can't buy a win in this company like she was <laughs> She looked like a star in NXT and even like on WWE to a small extent before they basically, you know, threw a wobbler and got rid of her. But she's just like, you know what? All I ever hear about is, oh, get away from the nasty big machine that is WWE. And it's like, actually, it hasn't really worked out as well for her. She's more more of a social media darling than anything else. She did more in Ring of Honor than she has in Impact. And she was barely on Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah, I but mean, she at least in Ring of Honor got title shots. Thing is, right? What's the first thing they say whenever she comes out? Oh, big social media presence, and I think, okay, use it then, you dickheads. Like you've got a woman here who's got probably like tenfold more followers than anyone else on your roster. And your use of her is to put her with some scrub. Now, everyone's like, uh, I think you'll find a kind of Conley was a uh, ring of honor. I was like, I don't care, mate. I don't care. I am, you know, I'm watching this. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Impact Wrestling, but I'm also 
you know, looking at it from the bigger picture, which is as a casual fan. If I'm a casual fan, I'll turn on the TV, see this smoking hot, talented athlete into Neil Dashwood, and she's got some fucking millennial dipshit next to her with a camera. I'm going to be like, what the fuck is this bollocks? I can go and see this down a local fucking park with some cider. Like, I don't care about this nonsense. Terrible gimmick. You know, and that's the kind of, that's what, these are the kind of things that stop people coming over and watching Impact more than watching, say, an NXT or even a Dynamite because they're sitting here thinking, what the fuck is that shit? <laughs> if you tune into this, you'd be like, oh, that decay's pretty cool, isn't it? Oh, that's a bit different. Oh, and then we've got this, <laughs> which is just basically <laughs> Instagram fapping. Got no time for it. Bad gimmick. Um, good match, though, to be fair. It's nice to see Rosemary and Crazy Steve back together. Do you think we'll get Abyss eventually if he decides to walk out of WWE? Because he kind of works on their creative scene now, doesn't he? No. He's stuck there for I, life now. I think it's... I think Joseph's staying as Joseph Park. He will never return as Abyss. I think. Who should we replace him with? If you could put another person in there, would you? Would you grab somebody else from uh, Impact and chuck them in there? Yes. You know who I chuck in there? Yo, Doring. <laughs> EC3. No, he's too charismatic for that. He needs someone who's dark and gothic. You know, someone who's going to be a little bit... Oh, come know. on. That entire situation with Moose, that wasn't dark and gothic enough It wasn't gothic enough for my liking. There wasn't nearly yeah. enough fucking cathedrals and German architecture for my liking. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's just too shiny and exciting. Yeah, somebody who's like, you know, a bit brute. Somebody who's got a bit of a... Pro- Eddie Edwards might fit, actually. He's a little Ooh. bit more... Sammy Callahan would be a really good Sammy- fit, actually. Imagine Sammy Callahan as a member of Decay. You know, the gimmick's tailor made for someone like him, actually. We'll talk about that in a minute. I'm looking forward to talking yeah. about that match. Yeah, um, be... But yeah, not a bad opener, to be fair. I'm just interested because no. obviously, this is a match where you got to remember this is a pay per view that a lot of AEW fans would have bought for the first time. They probably have never watched Impact Wrestling properly because, you know, you know, oh, wrestling's all inclusive, but we haven't noticed Impact until now. <laughs> So, you know, even though it's been going for like the best part of 20 years, but don't worry about it. Um, Don't worry about it. uh, We got the old school rules, six man tag. I didn't realize old school rules meant basically no rules. Not from where I come from, Sunshine. But yeah, six-man tag. Um, two fat guys from ECW and a, uh, a, a reprobate from a fucking country farm uh, <laughs> took on EC... Not EC3, Eric Young, excuse me, who is a world-class maniac. Uh, a guy dressed up as a Stan Hansen cosplay and a malnourished hillbilly. So uh, good stuff, really. Yeah, not bad. Um, Everybody loves that VBD, baby. I... I I do you know what? I will say one thing. It wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. I had zero expectations for this match, and it's actually all right. It was just the problem was right, and this is something that you know, kind of, I'm going to get into a little bit with the match later on. You've already got a barbed wire massacre match on this card, so mm-hmm. why in fuck's name have you got a six man clusterfuck hardcore rules match going on? Why? Why takes away from the premise of that match, and also it's just like I don't. I love Tommy Dreamer, lovely bloke, and he's done so much for this. But I don't want to see him and Fat Rhino running around. Like I don't care. Sorry, Rhino. Like I love you dearly, mate, but you are not exactly in the shape you were in back in the. And that's fine. We all fucking get old. You know, Father Time is undefeated for a reason, unless your name's Thomas. Uh, <laughs> but ultimately, come on. <laughs> uh, ultimately, <laughs> I'm just thinking. I don't give a shit. And, you know, oh, also as well. Now, we had a new commentary team. What do you think about Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown, by the way, as the new commentary team, replacing Josh Matthews and the now retired <sighs> Madison Rain? I like Matt Stryker because he's done commentary before. 
Mm. And he was really good in Lucha Underground when he had Vampiro to bounce off of. He's trying to bounce off of D'Lo, and D'Lo's like, uh, yeah, yeah, we got... I mean, it was early doors. I'll give him another chance soon yeah, enough. He's, he's but... also face as well, which isn't going to work. He's going to have to be more heel for the dynamic to work. That was the problem. Yeah. But as the first kind of thing, it would have been quite obnoxious on the first show. I actually thought they were excellent, apart from there were two matches where they really let me down, uh, which I'm going to mention, which I thought they did a poor job of executing towards the audience. But all in all, yeah, um, I thought they were pretty good, especially Matt Stryker. He's excellent. Yeah, with a long Stryker. hair as well, you handsome motherfucker. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were obviously on commentary for this, and they couldn't help uh, Matt Stryker especially. So he's the smarks commentator, isn't he? Which is why people like us are probably going to love him so much. He's not Byron Saxton. He's the opposite of that. So he's just like, yeah, Joe Doring was like unstoppable in all Japan pro wrestling. I was like, yeah, great. Nobody watches AJPW here. Sorry, buddy. Like that's literally this much of your audience. Like, don't get me wrong, all Japan Pro Wrestling, incredible. Uh, Joel Redman, who's been on this podcast a couple of times, fantastic talent, works over there. Was actually tag team champions with Yoshi Tatsu, which is pretty cool. Um, it's a great place if you want to see world class technical wrestling. The problem is, how many of the North American audience watch all Japan Pro? About 10? Like, come on. <laughs> like you know one maybe exactly it's all very well putting that over but nobody cares and ultimately he looks so different now i will say one thing when you go back and watch his ajpw stuff he was like a tank he was basically like lance archer very cool and now he's gone into this weird kind of quasi ancestral fucking stan hansen role and i'm not feeling it um didn't care about this match we called it though didn't we eric young's posse got the win um ultimately they have to don't they they have to like, you know. Well, as soon as they, I knew they were going to win when they came out with the music and it said VBD and they kept on calling them violence by design. It's like, about that oh, okay. No. No? Oh, okay. Fair enough. No. I actually thought it wasn't too bad. I thought, that's the, quite cool. The, name... the, problem, the problem is, it sounds very, you know, venereal disease, isn't it? VBD. You're like, oh, um, <laughs> might, might want to get well, myself tested for VBD this is... after this show. I'll tell you, mate. Blimey. <laughs> the thing, the thing about the the team name is okay. Violence by design. There's only one violent person on the fucking team, and that's Eric Young. What? Joe Doring's uh, not violent. No, fuck no. I'm sorry. Cosplay Stan Hansen takes the kendo stick. I don't need this conch. Like fuck off. Get out of here. Yeah, it's quite clever keeping him well away though from like Moose and the Gallows and guys like that because and Madman Fulton because all of a sudden he looks so much smaller. <laughs> like, oh, I would love to see him and Fulton go at it and just probably be quite a good match. I've fighter. got no question he can go. My 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 quibble with Cosplay Boy ain't the fact that he can go because obviously you can't be a great wrestler. Um, you know, you can't be a shit wrestler and go to AJPW. That's not a thing. Like everyone who works in all Japan right. is amazing. So he's clearly very talented. But I just don't give a fuck. It's just another one of these country bumpkin gimmicks. It's like great. There are hundreds of guys like you. I need you to stand out. I need you to look special. I need you to look unique. Eric Young works incredibly hard to make sure he stands out. And he really stood out in this. He felt like a real star and he felt like he was surrounded by a bunch of scrubs. And ultimately, I think my problem is that I feel like Eric Young should be doing more than just fucking around in some bullshit clusterfuck tag team match. You know? So don't you know whatever i would love to see you yeah. go for like they need another t- they need another main title in impact again like they had before 
with the Impact Grand Championship. Oh, that's that title was fucking AIDS, though, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Well, the way they did it was AIDS, but they need something like an Intercontinental title or something. We've got two heavyweight titles and an X Division title, right? You know, not to mention old fucking belt collectors coming in to basically ruin the product. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can't wait to see where they go with that. But um, yeah, no, I, I didn't give a shit about this match. I'll tell you what I didn't give a shit about. The Women's Knockouts Tag Team Championship match. Uh, fire and flavor. Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. They can get away with that because they are so sassy and so cool. Tasha Steels and Kiara Hogan uh, against Havoc and Nevea, who were all right. Uh, I actually really enjoyed Havoc in this match. I thought she was really good. Some sick kicks. Some re- oh, that like double choke slam spot was very sick as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. I never at one point actually felt that um, Fire and Flavor, I believe they're called. Yeah, Fire yeah, and Flavor. Fire and flavor. Um, yeah, I, I never thought at any point that they'd actually win this, which is why it was actually kind of cool when they did win it. Um, I thought this was a really good match. Um, yeah, nice. It was nice to see. Also, isn't it nice and refreshing to see a pay-per-view that had three different matches involving women? Like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> pay attention, Tony Khan, you fucking tool. Uh, <laughs> I hate him. I'm so sick I of that. Everyone's like, oh, Daddy Tony's looking after us. He's so all-inclusive. Yeah, that's why the uh, the Khan family gave a shit ton of money to Donald Trump to get him into the presidency position. But and now they've got... A washed up Ohio State coach yeah. as their yeah, well, leader. We don't, we don't talk about team. that though, do we? We don't talk about that because truth hurts snowflakes. That's that's how it works. Right. Um, right. Yeah. No. I, uh, I. I. I thought this was good. I thought this was fine. I have no quibbles. Uh, I didn't think it was as lights out as I would have liked it to be. It didn't feel like a finale, but it was still a good match, and it's nice to see. A it felt match. through. It felt thrown together, really. Like. The entire tag team division or women's tag team division thing, it just was thrown together. There aren't too many legit tag teams. At least they had, for my money, the most legit tag team win it. And I think that's important. That's something that a lot of other companies could learn from. The two legit tag teams that were in impact were the ones that went in the finals and it's about damn time i think that's a real i'll tell you what i've got to praise impact as well because it would have been so easy to put jordan grace and jazz in the final and go oh look at all these shiny things that no they got dumped out in the semis i'll tell you what does annoy me a little bit actually how come we got to see old crusty donut asshole joe do ring himself but we didn't get to see jordan grace and jazz on the main on this pay-per-view instead of genesis i know they wanted to sell genesis a little bit more with that match but i don't see why we couldn't have had that match on this card as well why not push the boat out you know what a fucking way to sell your pay-per-view especially when you've got so many new fans watching i imagine the buy rate for this is astonishing compared to some of their other pay-per-views and i think you know that would have really set the store out nicely look we've got jordan grace one of the best in the world right now against one of the greatest of all time in jazz that would have been really good instead in of all AEW fans nobody like, watched AEW fans would be like wow we need one of those here what where's our <laughs> hey, what's that team? hey AEW fans like, uh, what the fuck is that oh, oh that's a woman's wrestler you won't know what those are because they normally sit at ringside with masks on and do literally nothing the whole fucking show other than cheerlead but 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 kenny omega's entrance has women in bikinis yes Yes, remember, it's all inclusive, ladies and gentlemen, even if it means the women do fuck all unless they're from NWA. Uh, Uh, Fucking hell. Wankers. Congratulations to uh, Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steeles. They are are beautiful women, ridiculously talented, sassy, which I fucking love. It was another thing of where when they came out with the fire and flavor. Flavor? 
They weren't called that before. It was just Tasha Steeles and Kiera Hogan. Exactly. So again, new tag team name. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, they're going to go I like that. They've made an effort there to make them yeah. sound like a tag team instead of being like, ladies and gentlemen, you're new tag team champions, Dolph Ziggler and his bum buddy, Bobby Roode. What? <laughs> like, that's not that's not a tag team. Go fuck yourself. You know, if you ain't got a name, you're not a tag team as far as I can. Even exactly. Shane and Cesaro were able to call themselves the bar, you know, and get themselves over as a tag team. You've got to put the work in. Uh, yeah, exactly. no, I thought it was great, to be honest. I won't link Yeah, it was a great match. Um, and I'm happy for Kiera and Tasha. Yeah. Now it's Okay, obviously we're gonna get a rematch between Nevea, Havoc, and and Faya and Flava. But then after that, who who do you have as a legit? <laughs> the new day, obviously. Oh, They're gonna come. God. All African American main event. That'd be amazing. Um, yeah, love seeing the new day wrestle Fire and Flava. Give me that. That'd be the sickest <laughs> intergender tag team title match ever. Give me that. That'd be so good. Um, Baruka Badass and Kira Hogan. Just yeah, give him a rematch. Fuck and then Fuck out of... Yeah, that's the problem. There ain't any other tag teams, is there? There ain't none. Exactly. <clears throat> Unless you bring in, you know, the world stars or maybe... You know, I, don't get me wrong. I love Killer Kelly. I think she's incredible. Always had a mad crush on that woman. And obviously, she's uh, she tagged up with uh, Renee Michelle, didn't she? Drake Maverick's missus. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time... Um, you know, it's like that wasn't a tag team. It was just two singles wrestlers thrown together. I don't want to see that. Bring in some tag teams. There must be some indie level tag teams that aren't doing as the much. The only thing I can think of is they're going to pull some from like Shimmer or Stardust. Yeah. Or Stardust. Stardust. Wow. <laughs> Stardust. <laughs> oh, fuck. Just Cody like lurking in the background of Japanese women's wrestling on Stardust. <laughs> That's creepy, man. That's creepy. Stardom. Oh, fuck. Fucking, I can hear Tamvir from here. It's Stardom. Fuck you. He's like basically all he cares about is Japanese wrestling, isn't it? He's gonna be so triggered by that. Oh, yeah. Sorry, but yeah, buddy. no. Also, very cool to see um Gail Kim and uh, Madison Rain, who's yes, Rain officially retired now. Going to be taking up a full time position outside of wrestling. So congratulations. Uh, I always say that there is a much bigger world beyond our tiny little fucking bubble of wrestling. And Indeed. it's lovely to see wrestlers get away from that. She had a very successful career. I believe she was a five time Knockouts champion, multiple time uh, Knockouts tag team champion, a certifiable Hall of Famer. Obviously, she even got oh, to God, yeah. a young classic as well, which was great. Uh, right the back end of her career so another little sort of tip her uh, to her cap she was also in the uh, first ever that uh, all in um women's fatal four-way as well which was actually quite a big deal because it was kind of like the first major women's match on an independent level pay-per-view which was nice so she's done a lot of great stuff in her career and obviously gail kim just still looking redonkulous looks like she can oh. still go to be honest you know who her husband is right yeah um the uh, uh robert irvine the chef yeah, yeah. i used yeah. to love um, I actually restaurant sorry. impossible was it or whatever it's called yeah yeah that's fucking I love that <laughs> just could run off on a tangent I used to love that shit and obviously because he's English and he's got guns I was like go on lads he should fucking do all of his shows in a monocle <laughs> um I actually met Robert oh really and Gail was there he he came up to the casino because uh, we were doing some of his recipes at the casino and Robert came through the kitchen. And I actually got to, you know, talk to him, meet him. But I Did saw Gail in a British accent. No, no, he was not uh, chastising at all. He was. I very say that aubergine is Roger the Googler. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like a nice version of Gordon Ramsay for anyone who doesn't. He really is, Gordon. <laughs> I like Gordon. Ramsay. Gordon would look at our rest, his recipes that we're cooking, and be like, "What the fuck is this shit?" 
You fucking cunt. <laughs> I love Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> what? Two oh, fucking pieces of two this fucking chicken pieces is of bread. so raw, it's Jericho. <laughs> oh my god. I two pieces of bread. What are you? I'm an so idiot good. sandwich. I'm an yeah. idiot sandwich. <laughs> We're getting off track here. We're getting off track. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're fucking talking about chefs now for fuck's sake. This was a good show as well. Now then. Ace Austin wants competition. I can't believe he was left off this pay-per-view. Ace Austin comes out and goes, yo, motherfucker, where's my opportunities? And who would have thunk it? Uh, Scott Damore has a special, special individual to come out and face him. Woo, woo, woo. <sighs> Do you know what fucks me off, right? How many times? I don't dislike him. I actually think he's a good worker. He's in great condition, Matt Cardona. And spoiler alert, yeah. Matt Cardona made his debut. And I think he's actually, this is actually a better place for him than AEW. I think he'll find something to do here more so. However, what annoys me is the amount of fucking impact fans, AEW fans, all these people are fucking, you know, oh, I, I just, it winds me up so much when all these WWE talents come in. We're making our own. Turn. Hey, my God, it's Matt Cardona. It's like fucking. Come on, have some have some consistency. If you love him, that's fine, no problem. But don't sit there on the internet all day in your mother's basement, going, "I don't like it when WWE wrestlers turn up." I ha. Do you know what fucks me off? Goldberg coming back and ruining the product. <gasps> oh my god, it stinks! Like, you know, I I want consistency. Uh, this was actually all right, although I didn't like the fact that his first match is a DQ win because Fulton got involved. It's like uh, great. Could you not have thrown someone else out? Also, make Ace Austin look more like a bitch. The geezer literally won your X-Division fucking... The X-Cup, didn't he? A week ago. And he comes out and gets slapped around by ex-WWE undercarder. <clears throat> That's great. So on this show, you had Ace Austin look like a bitch... Uh, by XWE undercarder Matt Cardona. You had Josh Alexander, one of the best wrestlers in the world, being made to look like a toolbox by an even more undercarder XWWE guy who used to tag with XWE undercarder <laughs> Matt Cardona. Matt, you know why his second name is Cardona? Because frankly, his middle name is Under. <clears throat> you can work that one out for yourselves. <laughs> that's Under Cardona. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on. That's it. I have, I'm copywriting that. I'm copying it. Anyone else who uses it, I'll kill you. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't give a shit. Yes. Match was short, though, which is nice. It didn't go on for 20 minutes. Um, but can we not make Ace Austin look like a bitch? He's legitimately one of the best talents you've got. Do better. I think he's on his way out. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. He should go and join MSK, innit? No. I I'd rather him be Where on his own rather than... Where'd you want him to go? I want him to go to NJPW. I want to oh. see him and can hear fucking fapping from here. <laughs> Hiromu. Fucking ace versus Hiromu. Takahashi. <sighs> uh fucking oh. Taji Ishimori and fucking Taji Ishimori. <laughs> 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 Taiji Ishimori. Um, yeah, Taiji Ishimori versus Ace Austin would be a bit fat worthy, actually. Yeah, I'd, I would uh -huh. definitely have a raw penis after that. Um, yeah, stick him in next year's fucking J Cup and let's let's get down to business, shall we? Or stick him in the best of super juniors. <laughs> um oh. give me what I want. <laughs> yeah, yes. no, good stuff. Good stuff. Are you excited about Matt Cardona being in impact? Do you think that I reckon they're gonna have him face uh Myers instead of tag with him just to kind of because like, oh look we're different we're so clever we're not gonna have them tag together oh Matt Cardona Matt under Cardona is so upset with the way that Myers behaves why are you grabbing people's headgear I don't like that fuck's sake 
And he's like, shut up, Matthew. I'm doing what I want, you fucking bitch, Matthew. You think you can just come <laughs> over here from AW, which you sucked at, and you can tell me what to do. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I, You've seen how shy I my feel bad. Are. My dad is more jack than I am. <laughs> I, I, I feel very, very scared that Cardona's here. Because I can <laughs> see, like, in a month or two from now, we get him in an X Division title match and he oh, wins the fucking X Division title. Tell me who I can job to. <laughs> I just, this is a geezer, by the way, who my favorite moment in Matt Cardona's entire career will always be when he was in a wheelchair and he had to sit there and watch John Cena mack off of his bird. That was just incredible moment. I thought, and then he got shoved he, off the stage by Kane. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember in ECW? When um, he did, he was going for the Rough Rider. It was like when he first split off from Edge and he was in ECW and he went for the Rough Rider and his tights split. I mean, it was very much the roughest of riders at that point. Oh, he was a rough rider. Now he can't call it a rough rider. So, is it called the dry humper in Impact? Or <laughs> apparently, it's called Radio Silence. That's, that's not what... too bad. That's quite clever. Uh, do you know what? Credit to him. I like that. That's quite clever. We've spent way too much time talking about Matt Cardona. Yeah, I don't feel very well. Let's Matt talk Ar- about the best Ar- match of the night, the triple threat match for the X Division Championship, because this is. Oh, the- yes. I told you it was going to be a match of the night, and it was. I'm sorry. All you fucking AEW fans are like, uh, excuse me, Kenny Omega was on this card. Yeah, we're talking about real wrestlers. Shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> Manic. Oh. Uh, you-, you called it, mate. Manic retains an incredible triple threat with. Oh, what day is it? Saturday, Bay Bay. It's oh, Chris Bay is so fucking good. He is oh. like the best wrestler in the world right now. He's like I want him in a main ti- I want him for the world title. I want to see him in yeah. the world title. Yeah, match. it's got to be done at some point. I'm digging Chris Bay so hard right now. Uh, this, by the way, Rohi Raju was fucking sick in this match as yeah, well. Yeah, Rohi, nearly enough love. The transitions between these three were incredible. It never stopped. The pace was just so good. The pace was manic. <laughs> oh. I, I, uh, oh, I Rohit, he fucking pulled the fucking mask off. He's like, I got you this time. What the fuck? Yeah, but like, what annoys me about that is I, I did like, this is where the commentary really, I this was for me, my favorite match for the guys on commentary because of the insistent like he's like stop calling him tj poots clearly something different fuck off like i was like that's that, that's what you gotta do dilo you gotta stay in that mold that's where you need to be good stuff um yeah i enjoyed that although the fact that he's, he's only got face paint on i was really hoping he was gonna have another mask on i was like ha ha but instead he just had the face paint it was like it's clearly him even more i can tell i can see that like there's yeah. no hiding that no amount of face paint can hide your face you have such a unique face mate like no just no it's like if sting took off all of his fucking face you still know it was sting like you right. know so but that was that was a small critic oh this was so good some of the moves in this match were so sick the double the double art of finesse yeah. Oh, when he caught him in midair as well. Do you know, I've got to say this, right? This is something that I wrote down in my notes and I absolutely must mention this before I forget. Um, when he hits him with the ultimate finesse in midair, right? Which is basically an arcade. Uh, it's a, a, a very beautiful cutter. Um, Manic, normally when you do these spots, they kind of telegraph it too much and they just fall into it. Manic still makes it look like he's attempting to do a frog splash. 
right before he gets caught, he goes huh, like that, like he's going to do a frog splash, and then gets caught. And I thought, oh, that is fucking marvelous. Because what that is, is that's not fucking bullshit. That's not fake. That's as real as it gets, because it looks like he's still going for it. And he's like, oh, shit. Like, he's got no idea. That's how wrestling should be done. Not like these cunts who will just stand outside going, wait for it. Wait for it. Like, it's too much of that. Yeah. Um, going back to, since you brought that up, Going back to the Knockouts tag team title match, you could. There, there were so many times where Havoc or Nevaeh were just standing there, like, "All right, come on, this is <laughs> the problem for their spot." Bigger. When you're a lot bigger, um, you know, um, I'm not saying obviously Havoc is like fat or anything. It's just a fucking unit, isn't it? Um, yeah. And I obviously can, you know, correlate to that being six, four, three hundred plus. But, you know, like when I'm in training, for instance, I, I try and at least kind of make it look like I've turned into it or something. I hate it when people are like, oh, oh. Her Nijax <laughs> is guilty of that. And ultimately, if you're a much bigger wrestler, unless you've got some athleticism, you know, like a Moose or a Drew McIntyre, you're going to look a bit stupid. And I think they just need to get away from that stuff. I don't like it. But yeah, this match was fucking flawless. I love this. Mm. Um, yeah, Manic retains. Um, who's up next for the X Division Championship? I don't I'm, see. I would say Rohit's probably going to get one more shot. Under Cardona is ready for the big time. No, no here he comes. No, no, no he's like, no, wait a minute. No, no. I recognize you. You're that guy who was also an undercarder in WWE. Battle of the undercarders. <laughs> Kumite. I oh, can't wait. He's so good. That'd be so good. Karate man. Karate man versus. And it's just Cardona, Myers, and TJ. Just get anyone who was in WWE for a little bit. Rich Swan. Rich Swan comes out and he's like, activate Mega Ultra Undercard Special. Just blows everyone else out of the ring. Yeah, this is quite amusing, actually. I do like it. It's good stuff. I can see. To the X Division title, baby. Let's see Karate Man versus Manic. Yeah, if he's not too busy fucking getting caught. Uh, Impact has made it very clear that they don't really give a shit about murder on this show, do they? It's a serious, no. serious problem. I love the fact they even tweeted about it, didn't they? Do you see the tweet? Oh, it's brilliant. They were like, so just so you're keeping score, new fans, this is what we do on our show. Lots of death. She's <laughs> <laughs> great times. Um, before that, though, Women's Knockout yes. Championship, Diana Perazzo successfully retains against Tyre Valkyrie. What do you think of this? I mean, yeah, it was. It was very. I mean, bearing in mind, I am road. so apologetic for women's wrestling because I love it so much. And even I was like, it's all right. It's not terrible. Like, it's the right. finish was okay. But now, again. It's trying to hype it up too much. It's a bit over, isn't it? Right. But now we uh, figure out who's next for Deanna Perrazzo. Who's next? You're next. Goldberg's like just tips up. I want all the belts. Fucking no. Hell no. Um, like, I mean, you can't have Susan or Kimberly, obviously. I beg to differ. Susan what, you, should be next. Yeah. Let the administrator Susan? take on it. Susan the secretary versus Deanna Perrazzo at Rebellion. Hmm. I wonder what that fucking pay per view is going to be about. Unless. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. This is Rebellion, so obviously they're going to keep up with the AEW Impact thing. Hikaru Shida versus Diana Perrazzo. 
Yeah, that'd be nice. <clears throat> the problem is you're gonna have to explain to the audience who Hikaru Shida is because she only gets to be on TV once every six weeks. Um Hey right. Tony Khan, fuck you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what fuck you. You can't run an American football team. You can't run a fucking football team. By the way, it's Scott Parker who's doing all the fucking work at Fulham to keep them relevant at this point. Not you, you fucking sweaty little accountant. And ultimately your dad's tash is bigger than all of your muscular fucking structure combined. It's a fucking joke, bruv. You're a joke. And your fucking stupid little vignettes with fat Tony Shivani, they're shit as well. And I don't give a fuck who fucking hates me for it. I'm so sick and tired of watching your crappy little... Do you know what they are? Knockoffs of those amazing little vignettes that Mean Gene used to do when he was selling the fucking 1-800 collect calls in WCW. You're fucking cheap. You're a knockoff. You're nasty. You are frankly a failure, just like your pathetic Jacksonville Jaguars. And that's why you brought in a college coach, because ultimately no grown man would want to fucking coach such a shitstorm of a fucking football team anyway um you're killing me here i'm trying not to spit all over my computer go and wank off donald trump that's what you do for a fucking living yeah no um this was all right it was it was okay i've got to be honest i'm not really liking ty valkyrie right now it's not because i don't think she can go um dare i say she looks a little bit off the pace she looks a little bit out of shape not necessarily body wise but she just looks like somebody who's not working that much in the ring she looks a little bit slow a little bit sluggish i think ty is on her way out <clears throat> well, if she's, she's well, you think she's going to WWE? Yeah, I think she's going to. I, I, I don't. I don't want to sound like a cunt because I'm not a body shame or anything. But with all due respect, she does look a little bit off the pace, a little bit out of shape, and that's going to offend people. So be it. Like I can only tell you what I have seen. This is a woman who's normally jacked to the gills, um, yeah. you know, and looks. Incredible. Yeah, she looked really. She looked different. really sluggish. She was blowing up quite a lot in this match. Yeah. And, you know, and Diona Perazzo, by the way, is so fucking smooth that ultimately, if you can't keep up with her, she's going to really expose you. And that's kind of what happened there. And I think that's one of the big reasons why Diona has found herself um, holding on to that belt for a while is because ultimately, who's better than her in this division right now? You know, there are some good wrestlers, but you can't really just throw Jordan Grace back in there. We've had quite a bit of that. So you don't want to saturate the audience with that too much. To Neil Dashwood, you're not taking her too seriously. Maybe Rosemary's going to go after her next, but then you've got the Susan thing. Uh, by the way, I as mean, well, it didn't help. Have... The beginning of this match was shit. That really didn't help with that big old schmoz. They didn't know what they were doing. Kimberly, right? She looked redonkulous, but she clearly didn't want to walk in those heels. You could see she was like, uh, uh. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Don't like you know you're gonna get in a schmoz early now. <clears throat> don't wear them. Like it, it looks stupid, and it was all triggered by Ty Valkyrie in the first place. The referee throws everybody out, even Susan, who literally does nothing but recording people. And that was when Dilo Brown had his highlight when he called her Karen. I thought that was very amusing. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> just referencing all right karen because karen is like the new international figure yeah let's slag off the fucking ocd women who you know trash white privileged women it's, it's clever um don't really know where that gimmick's going now i need to see more from it um to really sort of judge because it's obviously not nearly as good as Susie or sue young is it right not mm-hmm. so far but yeah no i um i i just thought it was a bit sloppy <clears throat> a little bit slapdash and a little bit underwhelming. Uh, even the submission finisher at the end just felt a bit overkill. It didn't feel like at any point Ty Valkyrie was truly the threat she should have been. So for me, having to use kind of almost a double inverted Fujiwara armbar just made it too, it was too much. That needs to be restrictive for when you really want to make a massive, massive star tap out. But you never know. I, th- I think you're right. I think Ty Valkyrie might be done. 
to be honest. I don't, yeah. especially, and that's probably why they stuck Rosemary and Crazy Steve as well, because that just feels like a better fit. And ultimately, I'm far more interested in Rosemary being with him than I am with her being with Ty Valkyrie. So, yeah, I love women's wrestling, but I actually thought the women's wrestling matches were slightly underwhelming actually on this card if I'm being honest mm. all of them but then they also other than the women's tag match which I thought was probably the strongest of the women's matches um, it, it just didn't feel that important this didn't feel like a big title match to me it no, just felt like it another felt match like, yeah it felt like it was just <clears> a, a filler <throat> match uh, what did feel that... like a big match mate Mortal Kombat! Oh my god. I fucking lost my tits over this. I um it wasn't even it was shit. When he's the idea and he goes, motherfucker! This is so stupid, it's fucking brilliant. This like, is such the wrong so I can't wait for Jim Cornette's review of this. He's gonna lose his fucking tits over this. I can't wait. Because he, he says that we, we only review things if they're extra stupid. Well, it doesn't get much more stupid than this. By the way, Ethan Page, if you ever cop this review, I love you. You're fucking yeah. amazing. Everything Ethan, you do you're is great. So you're like your brain is literally bigger than everybody else's in wrestling, mate. It's just unacceptable. You were just shitting all over everyone else when it comes to humor. <laughs> the promo build up to it as well, and he's like, "I have been listening to a bitch." <laughs> just the whole thing. I love the Karate Man gimmick. I really hope he's just going to go full Karate Man for like a year. And he's like, because everyone was like, "Oh, his contract's up in Impact Wrestling." Yeah, because Karate Man signed it for him, innit? That's why he killed him off. And um, we got another death. Another death. Stop kidding everybody. By the way, the, the bit that really got me was the Liu Kang. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I'm going to wait. You could tell that he was laying on his back that entire time. It was fucking brilliant. He didn't try and make it look legit either. And that's what I really appreciate. I love how the background kept changing every second. Every scene, it was like, why is Mount Rushmore in the background? Then it's a forest. <laughs> it's a Zen garden. Then it's a volcano. Like, what the fuck is going on, bro? I loved it. It was so funny. It was so entertaining, and yet it was it was shit, but it was good shit. You know <laughs> it I mean? was good that's shit. That's what it was. It was almost yeah. as good as the uh, the John Cena Bray Wyatt match. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be taken as ridiculously serious, and I like that. And I love the fact that he's like kind of like oh the the, the scrolling as well, where he's clearly walking on a treadmill towards a green screen. <laughs> like, mate, I can do that at home, and I think that's what's so cool about it is the fact that we could all do that, but we couldn't carry it off the way he can, and that's what <laughs> makes it so cool. Uh, it was funny, it was entertaining, it was, and I know people are going to be like, "You fucking hypocrites," because you always shit on certain things. Like, yeah, but this wasn't meant to be serious, and it was a guy wrestling himself essentially and having a bit of fun. And the green screen was actually done really well for what it was. Like, I, I thought it was funny. The more Combat references are fucking phenomenal. That's my favorite fighting game of all time. Um, you know, it just had a little bit of everything. When, he, when he's just like, Kumite! I was like, oh my God, I'm going to wet my pants with all these martial arts reference, mate. Bloodsport was in there. Kickboxer was in there. More combat was in there. I was like, oh, you, it was just an homage to bullshit. And that's the idea as well. If you ever go back and watch 70s, 80s, Kung Fu flicks, Jean-Claude Van Damme films, all that kind of stuff, which I personally adore. 
they're all a bit tacky. Why do you think the Good Brothers reviewed Kickboxer the night before on Axis TV? That's not a fucking accident by any means. Um, this was this is great. I love Ethan Page. He's so good. I'm really excited. I want to see Karate Man in the X Division causing mayhem ripping. I want to see him every time somebody is leaving for another company. I demand that Karate Man rips their heart out and then he collects them and then eventually he absorbs all their energy and then he can use it. I want to see him go full Shang Tsung where he can like transform into the gimmick of the person that he's ripped the height off. So he just comes out and he turns into Ethan Page. Maybe he rips like Matt Sydal's height out and turns into him. All that good shit, mate. I want it all. I love it. <laughs> gold, gold. Any uh, any other thoughts on this green screen spectacular? <laughs> I loved it. It was hilarious. I I was when I watched this. It was like three or four in the morning my time. The wife was sleeping, and this came on, and I'm like. I'm trying so hard not to just bust out laughing and just like, oh my god, it's great. I was enjoying this pay-per-view. Um, I, I, and overall, I thought it was a great pay-per-view, but I didn't feel like it was a worldie. I didn't feel like I was. it really had changed the game for me <clears throat> until this came on. And then I thought, I'm going to remember that. I'm always going to remember that. And that's the thing. Whether it's shit or not, whether you think it's trash, whether you think it's hilarious trash, whether you think it's amazing trash or not, you're going to remember that. You're going to remember him trying to rip, well, essentially ripping Ethan Page's height and him just laying there dead. And yeah, just, uh, just I want to see like a tribute video of like all the people who've died in Impact. It's just, it's getting out of hand at this point. I really want bad. like a crossover moment, just a very brief crossover moment where James Mitchell just walks past Karate Man and he's like, nice. Nice. <laughs> just carries on walking. <laughs> I, I like your disembowelment. That's good shit. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, before we mention the last two matches, I have to say one thing, um, and I'm going to obviously fap over him more later, but Moose and his backstage interaction with Don Callis was fucking phenomenal. Mm. And he was going to fucking come to a dynamite and take the little girl's fucking belt for it. I was like, oh my God, please destroy Kenny Omega. I will literally fucking wank myself silly. I've had the pleasure of seeing Moose in person a few times. World-class wrestler, lovely human being. And he's just, oh mate, he's just becoming mega, mega, mega star. And that segment with him and Don Callis was Mwah, gold. That's how you do a backstage primo, ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention to that stuff. Gold. Don Callis, world-class talker. Moose came off as this destructive machine and came off really legit as well. But before we get to that main event, though, it's time for a little bit of barbed wire massacre. <clears throat> time to ramp up your fucking non-PG senses because Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan are going to town one more time. Please, just one more time. <laughs> um... What do you think? I have hot takes for this match. What do you think? It was nowhere near as good as some of their other ones. Some of the spots were really shit. But I do like the uh, throwback to the Emerald Flosion finish mm. instead yeah, of the Boston Knee Party. Mm. The Boston but, Knee Party into the chair with Bar Wire was pretty sick. I like that. Yeah, it was pretty sick. Mm. But then him going back to his old school finisher with that Emerald Flosion and then dropping Sammy Callahan headfirst into that barbed wire chair. Just, oh, it was beautiful. Um, the spot with the table with the pile driver. <laughs> Fucking state. The first thing I had written down in my notes, first thing all right, I've got, state of your fucking barbed wire table, mate. <clears throat> literally the ref at one point kicks one of them out and the barbed wire just goes 
<laughs> just like, it's like, who made this? Fucking Johnny yeah. Swinger. Like, it's just, it's fucking terrible. So bad. The barbed wire wouldn't even stay on the bar. Tell you what, the ring setup was shit. I'm sorry, but it was. It looked trash. It looked yeah. like a load of back. It looked like a backyarder had done it. Why have you got <laughs> one steel cage side? What the fuck kind of bullshit is that? Like, these guys are worthy of something much better. I'll tell you what, this was like, I'd say about a 20th as good as that deathmatch that I saw Sammy Callahan and Penta in last year, the Mexican deathmatch oh. anniversary or a couple of years ago. Like, that is how you do a fucking deathmatch on pay-per-view North American TV. And the thing is, as well, you're not getting around me, boys, because I've seen deathmatches involving Jimmy Havoc and Paul Robinson, some of the more, you know, I've seen fucking RSP, Ricky Shane Page, come over here and bleed like a motherfucker. You know, you've got so many guys over here who know how to do it properly. Clint Margera as well. We have deathmatch dedicated shows, like TNT in Liverpool, where they have full-on barbed wire, no rope massacres, things like that. you've got GCW. Do it properly, or don't fucking do it at all, as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, they're so, then what made it worse was the fact that they spent all this time going like, oh, this is, you know, this is the last time they did this. It was so graphic, we couldn't even air it. But this time it's on pay-per-view. It's like, you probably didn't even do it, you lying cretins. But this is where my problem was. The commentary sucked dick for this. Like Matt Stryker is I Dino Brown I can kind of forgive because this isn't a regular position for him and he'll get used to it. Matt Stryker, unforgivable. His calls for this were shit. They didn't fucking lose their mind for anything until literally right at the end. Like at one point, like they're just like, oh, oh, that looked quite nasty. Oh, that was oh, that was a bit savage. It's like watching snooker or something. And uh, Eddie Edwards uh, hits uh, Sam Callahan with the chair, and uh, that looks quite violent. And it seems to have busted him open there. And uh, yes, it was like David Attenborough turned up here in the impact zone. We see that Sammy Callahan is using a bat to violate Eddie Edwards' cornhole. Uh, Eddie Edwards clearly not enjoying this moment has decided to wrap a chair. Round his fuck ugly face. That's just like, what are you doing? Why are you so quiet? Why are you doing it that way? It doesn't work that way. It was a bad way to call a match. It really annoyed me. It frustrated me. And it took away from the match. And ultimately, it doesn't help when you've got this garbage fucking backyard set up. These two guys are better than this. I know they are. I've seen them have world-class matches. Their initial rivalry was stunning. This is a cheap rehash of that rivalry. And I honestly thought they built this up nicely. I even said on the last Impact review on our YouTube channel, I feel like I'm ready for this. I feel like they've turned my my opinion around from last week. I feel like, okay, this feels a little bit more legit. And then once again, right back again. I'm like, oh, what an underwhelming piece of crap that was. <laughs> Sorry, this was one of the worst death matches I've seen. You know what? I'm being way too nice. This match was shit. It was shit. And I'm sick and tired of hearing Impact fans on social media. Oh my God, you say it's like the bloodiest match ever. Have you literally never left your basement? Like, have you never <laughs> watched? Go on YouTube and type in Japanese death match. Have you never oh. watched Mick Foley wrestle? Oh, God. Like, you don't get Sab- Cactus Elbow. Sabu versus what was it? Sabu and Taz in that barbed wire. Sabu match in every it? match ever. Like, have you ever watched Mick Foley? Have you watched Triple H in a street fight? You watched Christian. The, all the WWE street fights were bloodier than this. This was a poor, poor, pale imitation. The only thing I liked was yeah. the N64 controller with the barbed wire around there. I was like, <laughs> and when he put it that? in his mouth and started playing it, I was like, yeah, that's that was the spot of the match. 
the dumb spot <laughs> that everyone's supposed to laugh at was the best spot of the match for me. I like the fact there was a tribute to Masawa because he's, you know, Masawa's fucking incredible. No question. Mm. It's great Eddie Edwards. Because Eddie, it's weird. I, I still don't enjoy... Eddie Edwards feels like cosplay Tommy Dreamer. And I'm not liking that because Eddie Edwards is a, such a better wrestler. You know, yes. him and the wall. When he was in the walls with David Richard, they were fucking amazing. This is a guy who's like, what, two time impact champion? And here he is fucking around in jorts, looking like cut rate John Cena, spliced with fucking franchise Shane Douglas from ECW and just looking a bit worse for wear. And I love the I love the um the chemistry him and his wife have on screen. They're an adorable couple. Alicia Edwards is obviously stunning, you know, they're a lovely, gorgeous couple, but and she does a really good job of acting. I actually think she's probably the best part of this whole thing. I I, I don't want to see any more of this. This had better be no. it. I'm bored of this shit I'm, now. <clears throat> At least I'm Ken Shamrock didn't interfere. Right. As long as I, I was waiting for Shamrock to come out and yeah, just pop somebody in the head, didn't have the money because they'd spent it all on Kenny Omega's appearance, probably. probably. And Shamrock was like, "Yeah, I want as much as Kenny Omega." Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so also, we can't have uh, Ken Shamrock on the show because ultimately he's a far more exciting and more legit Ken than the other Ken is. So <clears throat> yeah, you can only have only have. There's only room for one Kenny. <laughs> So, um, yeah, simple as that. Um, anything to add, mate? Or should we discuss this this five-star main event match of the night that everybody reckons is the greatest match that's ever happened? Yeah, let's go to the... <laughs> Your main event, as you can see on Jeremy's background. Um, we didn't actually get to find out until late in the day. Poor old Alex Shelley couldn't compete, so he was replaced at the last minute by Moose. And ultimately, that might have been the best thing that ever happened to this match. Sorry, Alex. Um, they went up against Cut Rate Bullet Club, is what it is, mate. By the way, clearly NJPW are going to be working for AEW, aren't they? Because these guys were wearing Bullet Club shirts, and you can't wear that shit unless you've got NJPW's permission. Either that or Tony Khan gave somebody a handy J in New Japan, which I would... You know, people are like, oh, well, obviously, Tony Khan's got them. I was like, yeah, he's very good at throwing bungs at people that we don't like too much. <clears throat> I, re- I mentioned again the aforementioned Donald Trump fiasco. Could you, okay, before we get to the main event, bringing up the Bullet Club, he's crazy. You know, you're talking about NJPW. Could you imagine if they did Kenny Omega, the Good Brothers, and some other young fucks, yeah. the young fucks, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, they're running rough shot all over AEW. And then all of a sudden, here comes G-O-D. G- here comes G-O-D, here comes Fale, here comes Jay White, here comes Kenta. Here comes the real fucking, Bullet Club, baby. The real fucking sorry, Bullet Club. No Tongans, no party. Not interested, mate. You ain't got no Tongans, you ain't the Bullet Club. Get the fuck out of here. Also, Amen. you're wearing a Halloween tee in fucking January. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it what? Oh, fuck's sake! And then, did you see what pro wrestling tees did? Oh God, what did those fucking? They do? tweeted right after that point, or after uh, Hard to Kill. This shirt is still available at pro wrestling tees. You marks. <clears throat> By the way, pro wrestling tees dot com slash wrestleblog. If you want the boys have a yes, <laughs> fucking a get a t shirt. Thanks. We love you, pro wrestling tees. Please don't take us off the air. Um, I um I. <laughs> match was great but i'll tell you why it was great because of the faces because of the impact team the all the good wrestling all the great spots everything that was done well in this match was done by the impact wrestlers not the AEW wrestlers no. sorry that's the reality of it and i see it it's, i hate this relentless positive horse shit on social media oh um 
uh, if you watch this match, what I love about it is how everybody got their shit in and everybody was allowed to do the things they wanted to do because wrestling is all inclusive and everybody shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine this back in the day when Stan Hansen wrestled fucking Vader at the Tokyo Dome? Do you know what I really like about that match? It's, it's the fact that both men respect each other. And they're like, no, fucking murder each other, you cunts. I'm watching wrestling, bruv. All inclusive, right? It's for people who go down the fucking local vegan shop because they want their special tapioca pearls in their fucking bubble tea. If I want all inclusive, I'll pop down there or to the fucking... What? Aircraft markets and all that shit. I'm watching what, wrestling. Okay, wasn't wasn't the one place in Brighton all inclusive? Mate, everything in Brighton is all inclusive. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> I live near Brighton. Trust me, it's all inclusive. By the way, Brighton's a lovely place. To be fair, it's, yeah, all, yeah, yeah, it's, it's all right. They're a little bit up their own asses though, because they're like, oh, we live in Brighton, and obviously all homosexuals are allowed here. And it's like, yeah, uh, gay people are allowed to live everywhere, mate. You're not special in that regard. They act no. as if they're the only place where gay people are entitled to be anywhere. It's like. Um, equality states that gay people are allowed to be wherever they like. You're not the home of liberalism. Shut your whole mouth. <laughs> By the way, San Francisco beat you to it by about 50 years, but cry me a river, innit? Uh, <laughs> I just... I, I like this match. I did. And I'm not saying Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers were shit. Obviously, they're not. They were great. They were fine. But I'm sorry. But first of all, right, MVP of this match by tenfold is Moose. Holy shit. That fucking Spanish fly off the top, right? We're talking oh. about six foot six, six seven former fucking NFL whatever he was, linebacker, defensive lineman, offensive lineman, basically the whole fucking secondary. And he's just like fucking doing these crazy... Ba- he did this smooth moonsault in the middle of the match. And oh, like, and also the ability for all three of them to work so well together. And also the little storytelling. You know, where Rich Swan's like a little bit like, I don't trust you, but we need you. And there's this little kind of... And, and, I'm sorry, but they let down the side a little bit not having Ritz Swan win. And I know we're going to have more Omega. He's going to be on regular TV now, slurping everybody's fucking bullet club penis. Do you know what pisses me off as well, right? <clears throat> this shows you how shallow the internet wrestling community is as a whole, or at least the anti-WWE brigade, which is basically anyone who doesn't watch WWE at this point. Yeah, yeah, Whenever much. WWE does anything like this, or whatever, everyone's like, oh, that's fucking cheap, yeah. oh, fuck off, you're just ripping it off, oh, Finn Balor, oh, fuck off. But as soon as Kenny Omega and like the boys do it, it's like, oh my god, it's not the best thing ever. Fucking Bullet Club's incredible. It's like, mate, Bullet Club hasn't been cool for like two or three years. Way to get on the bandwagon, isn't it? Like, they've been doing something entirely different. All these fucking... This was originally NWO, yeah. motherfuckers. It's actually Turkish Mafia, if you really want to go back to it. Yeah, if you want to go... These cunts, exactly. Like, it's all a... Like, don't get me wrong. I've got no pro... I love Bullet Club as much as everybody else. We've all got a Bullet Club shirt. We've all had a good time with it. Hell, our first ever t-shirt was a rip-off of it. It was the smart plug t-shirt, you know? But yep. the reality is, this is not for me a mega money big name thing and if it was well they wouldn't have picked up just three quarters of a million the week after they fucking unveiled them on aw dynamite would they they would have had more numbers so it's obviously not that big of a sale of course it's gonna and people are saying yeah well it's, it's impact this is a big sales switch yeah because impact was having like i think it had like about fucking five thousand viewers on twitch before aw rocked up which is not their fault they're the product is great. Their problem is they're still fighting uphill battles with all the sh- bullshit that Dixie Carter left behind. She left mm-hmm. a big steaming turd on this franchise, and it's taken a long time to shovel all that shit out the back door. Um, Moose was incredible in this match. By the way, Rich Swan is better than Kenny Omega. There you go. There's your hot take. Rich Swan is a better wrestler. Oh, mate, when he fucking countered that fucking gun stun, I was like, oh! 
when he did the handstand just sprung back up. I was like oh you fucking when everyone's like do you know what and also this is again this is where the commentators pissed me off the whole match oh Rich Swan and Kenny Omega are so similar in what world are they similar they're entirely different wrestlers Rich Swan is tenfold the athlete Kenny Omega is in terms of athleticism, flips, and all that. Now, you could argue Kenny Omega has better strikes. Absolutely. The V-trigger's fantastic. It's one of my favorite moves. I fucking copped it immediately as soon as I started training. I was like, I'm using that. Fuck off. Like, Because it's great. It's fantastic. But for me, like, I just think Rich Swan, Chris Sabin, by the way, did an amazing shift as the underdog in the middle of the ring. This whole match, and I know I'm going to be a little bit biased because I much prefer Impact to AEW, but this whole match, all I could think of was, wow, those guys are the ones who are really making everybody look good here, not the AEW talent. And even then, it's only Kenny Omega. Whether you like it or not, the Good Brothers are Impact talent. Right. You know? So, And the ultimate reason that they're so good is because they've gone through the NJPW and WWE system. It's got nothing to do with AEW. It just hasn't, you know? But no. when Moose promised that he was going to turn up on Dynamite and slap Kenny Omega around, thanks, Moose. Now I've got to watch Dynamite because I want to see you slap. I want you to get your massive African dong out and slap Kenny Omega <laughs> literally across fucking Jacksonville. I want you to hit him so hard with that dong that he ends up in the fucking Tampa Bay Stadium. Like, you know what's going to happen, I'm... right? Everybody, they were talking, you know, Moose the Bullet Rich, Club. Rich, no, Rich Swan. Is gonna Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan? That'll be a great match. That'll be a great match. Uh-uh. Nope. Rich is gonna lose the title before Rebellion, and we're gonna get Kenny Omega versus Moose. If Moose beats Kenny Omega for the Impact Championship, I'll wet my knickers. I'll be okay with it because Moose is fuck. Moose is now officially my favorite wrestler in the world. I think he's fucking incredible. His promo skills are well cut. Do you see his entrance with that music? Yes. It's so yeah. good that like doo, 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 and then the light comes down. He looks he looks like a I'm sorry, right? How anyone can tell me that Kenny Omega looks like a star and Moose doesn't fuck off. Moose looks like tenfold the star. He he just looks like it. He looks utterly incredible in there, you know. And for Rich Swan and Chris Saban, with their size differential, to look as good as they did in the ring with guys who are much bigger, like the Good Brothers, shows their quality. Uh, if I'm watching this from a completely neutral perspective, I'm taking one thing away, and that is that Impact has far better working and far more legitimate talents than AEW does. Yeah, yes. I said it. I'm bored of everyone fapping over AW Dynamite and stuff. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers were absolutely fine in this main event. Uh, by the way, this was not a five-star match of the year candidate no. just because it's got a crossover talent. That's all. And by the way, again, this revisionist history. Oh, can you can you imagine a, a fucking champion wrestling a different company's champion? Yeah. Back in 1999 and 2000, when Mike Orson put the ECW title on the line against WWE contracted talent, Taz. Don't fucking act as if this shit hasn't happened before. Because it has. By the, the way, entire so, 2001 invasion angle in the WWE. At the, at the time, by the way, I'd just like to point out. Mike Awesome was contracted to WCW. So you had the WCW contracted talent with the ECW title, putting it on the line in an ECW pay-per-view against the WWE talent. What the fuck? Like, all three, like, Jesus, Vince Max, like, oh my God, it's such good shit, but don't do it again or I'll kill you. And, you know, it's, 
it's just this thing. Like, is it cool to see the AEW champion on Impact? Absolutely. And of course, it's going to help boost viewership on Impact. But ultimately, I don't want to see four months of just AEW pissing all over the Impact roster just for the sake of it, just so we can have maybe one little moment where Impact gets one up on them. Because Rebellion is clearly going to be all about... That's basically going to be a rehash of WWF Invasion 2001. It's even got Kenny Omega's symbol on the goddamn logo. So it's pretty obvious what's going to happen here. Impact's obviously going to rebel. We're obviously going to get a lot of AEW kicking the shit out of Impact talent. Um, I don't mind that to a certain extent, but you've got to have Impact go over here because AEW doesn't need it. They're the ones who have got the huge fan base. So the mission yeah. here ultimately should be, we need to make sure that Impact come out of this looking tenfold better because they deserve to be. Impact and, and has always been as good as AEW Dynamite, if not better. The reality is that just not enough people have seen it to really recognize that. And that's why I'm thinking Rebellion's going to be like a crossover with Champion versus Champions. I think so, it's going to be like Invasion. You're going to have yeah, you know, Team so, A. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised that the main event is Team AEW versus Team Impact. Would not surprise me at all. That's what yeah. I think is going to happen. That's what That'd I think is going to happen. You, you fancy Rich. Um, you think it's going to be Omega versus Moose, don't you? For the, uh, that title. would be... Yeah, I think it would be... But, oh, by the way, the gimmick that he's the belt collector is shit, and I'm sick and tired yeah. of people wanking themselves silly over that, because Ultimo Dragon did that 20 years ago, and it was much cooler. Just saying. Uh-huh. Go and uh, fucking read a book! Go and fucking... There's this thing called Google, isn't it? There's this thing called History... I love AEW fans, like, yeah, no, history doesn't exist. The world literally started in October of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it didn't. Like literally, but, from all in, right? That's when the world started. For for them, all in is the big bang. Right, right. Fucking big but bang for you. Did... It's Moose's dick slapping you across the face because he's better than your champion. Moose. But Moose, could you imagine? Moose. I'm here for Moose. Right, but what could you imagine if they did do at Rebellion Champions versus Champions? We get TJP versus Darby Allen. Yeah, uh... that'd be. A- that be uh... I, I'm not. I, do you know what? I don't care about AEW's champions. None of them feel that prestigious. Young Bucks Darby. versus Good Brothers can't happen, though, can it? Uh, no. Unless, no, see, can't. if you really wanted to cause a stir, the Good Brothers should come in and kick the Young Bucks out. That'd be cool. Because then all of a sudden you're thinking, then you'd actually have a bit of sympathy for these dumb little fucking turd boxes, the Young Bucks, who, by the way, are just so fucking tedious. So, but we do flips, great. Oh, they spoke to me wrong. Most machine guns were doing that fifteen years ago. Next, please. You're all. We're killing the business. Yeah, that's a really good thing, isn't it? Because ultimately, we need less people watching the business, don't we? I don't want to sound like Jim Cornette, but sometimes I do agree with him when I think these guys—they just—they just literally love the smell of their own farts. (laughs) <laughs> and it comes across that way. And that's great if you're a heel, but not when you're supposed to be baby faces or and they you don't even know what fucking rival they are. But anyway, I don't want to make this all about how much I get annoyed by AEW and shit. Because this do you know what pisses me off about AEW? It's not a case of it hasn't got good wrestlers, it's got some of the best wrestlers in the world. I think Pac is the best wrestler in the world. Him versus Eddie Kingston. What why in God's name is that not on pay-per-view? <laughs> what a waste. Why don't What's we get Pack versus Rich Swan at one point? Let's do <laughs> some crossing. Seen it already, mate, on a 205 uh, which is Yeah, great. exactly. 
got your first. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, but you got Pack. You got fucking proud and powerful, mate. You got Sammy Guevara, who I think is fuck. By the way, Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho slide is like my favorite thing in wrestling history. Um, <laughs> I love that kid so much, and his his rivalry with T Bar is gold. Um, <laughs> there's so many good talents over there, but they're too busy fattening themselves over fucking mimosas and you know fat Jericho Republican shit, and you know. I just, what's going to be next? They're going to get all the flat earthers to come in and form their own faction. Right? It's just <laughs> cringeworthy, mate. Cringeworthy. Dark but orders. Yeah, I, I got to say, uh, I really enjoyed this pay per view and I enjoyed it all the more knowing that I didn't have to give £20 to Fight TV. <laughs> you can follow us and unfollow us all you want on social media, Fight, but ultimately, I don't give a fuck about you lot. By the way, Fight TV, I love how quickly everyone's forgotten the fact they tried to actually copyright strike people who were gifting, not fucking ripping, just taking gifts of pay-per-views and stuff. They tried to take down like TDE gifts and all that kind of stuff. So I haven't forgotten about that until they got a massive amount of backlash from social media. Pricks. Yo, Fight TV, stop charging people out the fucking asshole. In this pandemic as well, 20 quid for a pay-per-view. I believe it was $40 in America. That's fucking insulting. In a yeah. fucking pandemic. And you've also got this presidential changeover happening in a couple of days where people are most likely going to die. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Do better. Anyway, any closing thoughts on Hard to Kill, mate? Um, it was... At times, it was hard to watch. <laughs> I, I gotta but be honest. Times... I, I give it. I give it a seven. I think it was very solid. I thought. Uh, I thought the exhibition match was fantastic. That is a match that everybody should watch. That's immediately yes. in my match of the year contenders. I thought that was great. I thought that was easily the best match. I enjoyed the main event. A lot of fun spots, mostly because of the Impact Boys. Uh, I thought the barbed wire massacre was quite literally a massacre for my eyes. I was like, oh god, fucking turn it off. That's really hard afterwards. to watch ridiculously overrated and i swear to god if any of you fuck nuggets on social media go uh you obviously don't appreciate hardcore wrestling shut the fuck up fuck it's up. not even close it's not I watched, even close okay i personally have seen a bunch of death matches live fuck you we're not saying that was you. nothing go back and watch go back and watch here. right tell you what fucking nerds right yeah. Time for you to fucking educate yourselves. WWE Network, ECW One Night Stand 2005, Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome. Come back to me and let me fucking tell you all about Hardcore Wrestling because that match was fucking one of the best I've ever seen. And by the way, they faced each other at ECW Heatwave as well, 98, I believe. And they are spectacular matches or even Heatwave. Um, What was was the one that progress? It was uh, Havoc and fuck. Havoc and everyone. Well, no. Um, he like wrestled Will Ospreay in a killer death match. He wrestled uh, Joey Janela in a death match. Uh, That's um, one fucking uh, Janela. Yeah, uh, which was, and I'm not even that huge a fan of those guys as death match wrestlers. His match with Paul Robinson, which was his last ever match of progress, yep. was absolutely masterful. You know, there, there's so many different, you know, go and watch Ricky Shane Page and GCW, or, <laughs> you know, all these things. Like, RSP they set out to do bar. something and they didn't do it. They just didn't. But overall, I actually thought it was a fun, decent enough watch. Uh, yeah. I'd just like to see them use some more of their talents a bit better. Case in point, Josh Alexander and Ace Austin. You know, these these are real premium talents. Do better. Josh Alexander, on your pre-show? I mean, the only reason Ethan Page got in is because he quite literally had himself disemboweled on a green screen. Otherwise, he probably wouldn't have been on this show either. Right. Bring the North back, please. Mm. I don't know. 
Don't bring the North back. Give me Josh. Oh, I got to have him eventually. I think what should happen, right? If this AEW angle is going to go on for a while, give it three or four months. Everything's fine. And the young bucks are like kicking everybody's heads in, like, oh, look how fucking cool we are. We're so cool. We flip around and then like have this like segment where they're like standing there in dynamite in the dynamite ring, giving it the business. And then all of a sudden, you just see like Alexander and Ethan Page's heads rise up behind them, just like, "Hello, motherfuckers!" Or just Karate Man behind them going, "What's up, motherfucker?" <laughs> just like. Fucking come at show you can <laughs> just. I want to see just fucking giving it the Lu Kangs all the way out, just fucking hitting Road Warrior Buck all the way off the screen, mate. That's what <laughs> I want, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was fun actually. I did, I did enjoy it. A lot of things to nitpick at, but a lot of things I also enjoyed as well. But I, I'll yeah. give it a solid seven out of ten, pretty solid. Yeah, not bad. I'll, I'll give it about a six and a half. I there was a uh, few. There was a few matches that I was just like, uh, I, I'm not even going to lie. I fell asleep during a couple of them and I had to rewatch them. Yeah. Yeah. There were a couple like, of matches where I was kind of like, like a lot of times I try and sort of do so many things at once, whether it's recording while watching or fucking doing artwork. And even then I was, I was kind of like drifting away to my iPad and looking back and oh, nothing interesting is happening or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, there are a couple of matches where you just think, fuck off. I'm not going to wank everybody off just because they don't wrestle for wwe that's not the fucking point of an opposition wrestling i think there's this mentality among wrestling fans of if you don't wrestle for wwe you're a world class star and you need to be fucking stand over super hard no if these wrestlers do bad things i'm still going to call them on it i've got no interest in your bullshit brands and affiliations i'll give you an honest opinion you know ultimately the only reason everyone's losing their shit over that main event is because it had two champions from different companies but that's not you know i'm not going to sit here and act as if that's the first time that's happened i said it was cool i didn't hate it but at the same time it's not groundbreaking and people need to stop acting like it is because it's not it's most of the aw apology turns up on impact oh they mentioned him. They fucking mentioned him, and I swear to God, if they it's happening, isn't it? You can smell the golden lovers clash. Oh God, that's, Omega... that's where Kenny Omega will be used properly. Never mind all this fucking mm. bollocks with him wanking off Don Callis on a bus, mate. Give me Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi imploding. I want to see the gold. The golden lovers imploding should be like when the mega powers imploded. That's that's what I want. That's where Kenny Omega could. Could get you imagine? Right oh. Well, we, we already know. Okay. By the way, Koto Ibushi is better than Kenny Omega. Just oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. He's so Could you imagine, gorgeous. though, you know, we're talking about Bullet Club and they come over because NJPW must be working with AEW. Yeah, all that shit. Could you imagine if Koto Ibushi joined up with Tom, with God and Fale and oh, led his bullet club against kenny's bullet club and then that would bring in the implosion of they should the do a survivor match. series star matchup and then like the njpw lot eliminate all of them without losing a single one that'd be so cool i just want mm-hmm. to see Tama tamatonga rape kenny omega in the middle of the ring <laughs> just, just i want to see big carl anderson Carl Anderson versus fucking Tamatanga in a gun stun match. I want to see Carl Anderson just jump shit back to the proper Bullet Club because he was the Han soul of the original Bullet Club. You know? Mm-hmm. Him and Gallows don't fit in that Bullet Club. They fit much better in the other one. They do. Like, I think it's just a matter of time. I imagine once their impact contract's up as well, I can see them going right back to New Japan. Like, oh, yeah. They're not going to go anywhere else. So, you know, but... Nothing's terrible. It's just a case of I actually think there are levels to these things, and I think Kenny Omega is a kind of around here, 
whereas I saw Moose and he was around here during this main event. So that's just levels for me. You know, I don't hate Kenny Omega at all. I just no. don't think he's the beyond end all of wrestling. I really don't. So but tune in on this Wednesday to see Sting come out and stare at Darby Allen for about two minutes and then leave. <laughs> Oh, I love the. Uh, by the way, the social media. Oh my god, this this is being built so well. Yeah, there's is so much psychology to this, isn't there? Oh look, it's snowing. Here comes Sting. Oh, it's great. Do you reckon he's still gonna have the snow when it gets to like July? <laughs> it's like it, they're gonna have bash at the beach, and he's gonna come out of the snow, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna fucking brilliant. He's just gonna throw what fucking now. If you're gonna carry on with this frost gimmick, mate. I think we all know who needs to come back, former WCW legends. Yes. <laughs> Give me what I want. If you're gonna fucking start lobbing WCW talent in there, I demand and I want Harlem Heat versus the Young Bucks. I want fucking Stevie Ray calling fucking fuck faced Young Buck a fucking fruit booty. That's money right there. Give me that. That is fucking oh my money. God. Yeah, and I want Hulk Hogan to come out at like 75 and be like, Sting, I'm going to get off by cracking your knob, brother. <laughs> Just fucking, fuck it. If you're going to fucking make yourselves like, you're even on TNT. I know what you're up to. I know what you're up to, mate. <laughs> We're just, we're just one. They've fucking, had Eric Bischoff. We're one Bell's palsy attack from having Ed Ferrara back on fucking TV, mate. I swear down. Wait. <laughs> fucking wait. End of the year. Yo, bro. Vince Russo no. is fucking back, bro. No. I am here to save AEW, bro. I finished oh God, watching please, no. Walking Dead, bro. That was shit. I'm going to Rick Grimes in your face, bro. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Please, please, God, no. Please, God, no. Yeah. Vince Russo is going to kill AEW. Unleash Agent Russo. <laughs> yes. Release the Kraken. And then when you're done with that, release the Russo. Um, yeah, that'll be it, I think. Uh, we've got yeah. that hard to kill. Hopefully you've enjoyed this, ladies and gentlemen. This is available via audio. If you listen to this via audio, you can actually check out me and Jeremy on the YouTube, um, which has got all of 165 subscribers. That's money. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, for every 100 subscribers we get from now... Until the end of January, oh, fuck it. I'm going to be generous until the end of February for every hundred subscribers we get. So basically, once we hit 200, and once we hit 300, 400, and so on, if it keeps going, I'm going to start giving away free shit, including t shirts. So there you go. What more incentive do you want? You want a free WrestlePlug t shirt of your choice, whether it be a pro wrestling tees or WrestlePlug Big Cartel anywhere in the world? Get us up to 200. You want another free tee? Get us up to 300. You want a free pot of vinyl? Get us up to 400, innit? I don't mind bribing you cunts. End of story. <laughs> get your asses in here. Come on, man. God damn it, get on this YouTube. We aren't the shiniest. We aren't fucking what culture. We aren't, you know, cuntaholic. But I'll tell you what we are. We are fucking honest. And we give you a fucking honest take. We don't bullshit our audience. And we also cherish your opinion. So leave the comments below. And it doesn't matter if it's full of hate or full of love. We'll repeat it on the next podcast. Or if it's Britain first. Yeah, unless you're Millwall fans, in which case got to suck my dick. Um, <laughs> fucking Millwall, Britain first. <laughs> um, it's got to be in everything. But yeah, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I've been Aaron X. He's been Jeremy Winner. Thank you very much for watching. Unless you're Millwall, go fuck yourself. Uh, oh, and also Grimsby, you filthy cod-headed wankstains. Um, 
fucking hate Grimsby. <laughs> but not anyone in Grimsby is going to be watching this because oh, the internet is too expensive, all right? Uh, <laughs> magic box, go speaky speaky. <laughs> um, enjoy, enjoy the rest of our podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We'll just keep churning out content until you basically start sending us death threats, which is, <laughs> wouldn't be the first either, if I'm being honest. Um, I've been Aaron X. He's been Jeremy Miller. Thank you very much for watching, and we'll catch you very soon for more content from the WrestlePlug.